This podcast is a production of the Mississippi State University Division of Development and Alumni. everyone and welcome to the Bulldog Bites podcast. This program is produced by the Mississippi State University Alumni Association and gives you a look at what MSU alumni and friends are up to on campus and around the world. My name is Sherry Carbibas and I'm the immediate past president of the MSU Alumni Association. Before we get to today's interview, we wanted to let you know about what we've got going on at the Alumni Association. When this podcast is published, there will only be one MSU alumni tailgate left. We've had a great season and we've had a lot of fun, but we've got a special Thanksgiving spread planned for the Egg Bowl coming up this Thursday, November 25th. So if you don't want to worry about cooking, you can leave that all up to us and join us at the Hunter Henry Center. If you're an MSU student, make sure you mark your calendars for a few exciting events we've got planned at the semester comes to a close. On December 1st, we'll be recognizing our fall graduates at the Hunter Henry Center during the senior celebration. Visit alumni.msstate.edu for more info and RSVP if you qualify. The very next day, December 2nd, we'll be hosting a student study break at the Hunter Henry Center. This is a chance for current students to relax and enjoy some beverages and treats from Strange Brew Coffee House before finals get underway. Don't forget to visit the website for more information. Now let's get on to our Bulldog Bites interview today. It was such an honor to talk with Dr. Alan Seals, who is the NFL's Chief Medical Officer, a full-time position dedicated to advancing the health and safety of the sport of football. He became the NFL's first CMO in March of 2017, joining the league from Vanderbilt Medical Center. As a neurosurgeon specializing in the treatment of athletes, Dr. Seals continues to serve at Vanderbilt as a professor of neurological surgery and the founder and co-director of the Vanderbilt Sports Concussion Center. Before joining the NFL, Dr. Seals served as a consulting neurosurgeon for the NBA's Memphis Grizzlies, the NHL's Nashville Predators, the U.S. Equestrian Foundation, and also the athletic programs with Vanderbilt, Belmont, and also Mississippi State University. He's also served as an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant on the NFL sidelines and as a neurological consultant to the NCAA and the International Equestrian Foundation. Dr. Seals graduated summa cum laude from Mississippi State University with a degree in engineering and received his medical degree from the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland, where he also went on to complete his internship in general surgery his residency training in neurological surgery, and also an NIH-funded neuro-oncology fellowship. Dr. Seals and I were at Mississippi State together, and it's such a joy that I got to interview him. Enjoy the talk today. I am happy to say that I went to school with Dr. Seals many years ago here at Mississippi State, so we're so happy to have you with us today. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about just how you ended up where you are in the NFL today. How did that kind of come about? 
Well, early on after I finished my residency training, I wound up taking care of athletes, and I always obviously had an interest in sports. I've been a sports fan ever since I tagged along to Mississippi State games with my dad when I was two and three years old. So um, sports has always been a big part of my life. And when I got into practicing, I started getting interested in the care of athletes and, and found ways that my neurosurgery intersected with that, primarily around concussion, but also around some spinal injuries. And um, through the years, I was blessed to work with you know a number of different college teams, and then as you mentioned, got into professional sports, and really got interested in sports concussion. And this was around the time that people were starting to pay a lot of attention to sports concussion. So, the NFL um, decided uh, about five six years ago that they really wanted to. Uh, ramp up their efforts around sports concussion and, and bring in a chief medical officer. And so they contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested, and the rest is history here. That's exciting. That's so exciting. And I know we actually here at Mississippi State, do you use some of the research that's done here at the university with concussions? I know they're doing some stuff. Yeah, they, there's been some work in the engineering school here. They've partnered with some of the other engineering groups we work with. And one of the neat things about my job, Sherry, at, at, with the NFL is we work with people all over the world, literally, some of the top researchers in, in various fields. And that's the fun part of what I get to do is, is partnering with so many smart people, but we've definitely had input in some of the materials and design that, that's been done here at Mississippi State, and I, I hope we'll continue to grow those relationships. Well, I think we're all, we all love sports and we all love football, but we do forget, I think, and you as a medical doctor have to look at it from a medical perspective. We forget how dangerous it can be. What's the difference for you? Like you said, you went to games with your dad as a child and I did the same, but looking at it now, you kind of have to look at it from a different perspective, from the medical perspective. Does that change when you're watching a game? Or are you constantly thinking about that side as well? You are, and, and obviously, particularly for me when I watch NFL games, I mean, that's that's my job now. So yeah. I'm looking at our medical staff and I'm looking at how we're managing various uh, injuries and, and things that come up during the game. But I think that we've made so much progress there. I mean, if you just look, one of the things that I'll share with you, at, a, at every NFL game, Sherry, we have 30, medical professionals there 30 oh, wow. and some of them on the field some of them up in the in the booth but it's just amazing to see how that's grown over the years that we have specialists focusing on concussion and others focusing on musculoskeletal and some that are there if there's an airway emergency so it's a it's very much a team effort and and so i have a lot of confidence in those teams and, and really for me watching those games unfold on tv i'm watching my friends and colleagues really do what they're trained to do that's exciting. That really is because I think the important part is you want the sport to be great and fun to watch, but you want it to be safe. And if these people are, you know, I have children and you do as well, and that's somebody's son that's out there playing. Sure. And you want them to be safe. Yeah, and you know, one of the things our commissioner, Roger Goodell, has said that I really believe is true is the game can be both safer and more exciting. Mm -hmm. Those are not mutually exclusive <laughs> yeah. outcomes. And, and I think that's what we've committed ourselves to doing is say, how do we preserve the exciting parts of the game that we all love, but yet improve the safety? And again, this isn't just about football. Mm -hmm. For example, in concussion, I'll see almost as many women soccer players in an average fall with concussions as I do football players. Right. They suffer a lot of concussions. And so these injuries that we focus on, whether it's brain injuries or soft tissue or knee injuries, they're common to a lot of different sports, but the principle is the same. How can we make the sport safer? What can we learn about prevention? What can we improve on training? And then what can we improve about diagnosis and rehab? Wow, that's so exciting. I want to kind of turn a little bit toward your college time and also a little bit about your dad as well. You were here with me. What would be something uh, you 
would give yourself maybe advice that you would give yourself back in college maybe looking to kids that are your kids are in college I know you have one now what would you tell them today how how to handle their time while they're in college I would just say enjoy every minute of it I mean I, I think, we I think want to we go always back. say that college really is some of the greatest experiences of your life of your life and um, and I had a wonderful time and I did enjoy it I was always though focused on you know, knowing that medical school was out there and, and, and things beyond that and, and I won't say in a hurry to get there, but right. just thinking I needed to, to move forward. And I think that's been one of the changes is we see many more kids now who will study abroad for a semester mm -hmm. or maybe take a gap year or take a research year. And I think those experiences are terrific. I mean, I think there's always an entire career ahead of you to sort of go on the corporate path or medical path, whatever it may be. But having the time to really explore what you're most interested in, that's, that's the thing that college is really there for. And then the other advice would just be joining and getting involved. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when you come to a school like Mississippi State, for a lot of people, this is enormous. You know, it's huge in size. But it can be as small as you make it when you're plugged in and connected on campus. And I think that that's an important part of the college experience is broadening your horizons, getting involved with different groups, meeting people from different backgrounds, listening to alternative viewpoints. I mean, that's part of the college experience is learning how to expand your thinking and, and be exposed to other backgrounds. So I think it's easy because we look back and we think about it. Those are some of the best years of our life and the time that we had and, and everybody's in a hurry to get out, but you're thinking, you know what, enjoy that time, treasure that time and do make those friendships um, and explore the things that you want to do. Did you pretty much know when you went to state, when you started that you were going to do medicine? I was thinking medicine. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, um, spent the summers working as an emergency medical technician and working at the local hospital here in Starkville, right. driving an ambulance and working in the emergency department. So that kind of solidified it for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I studied engineering because I thought it was a great background and preparation for a lot of different careers. And I think that's another thing that people sometimes don't realize is you can go into medicine from a variety of backgrounds. You know, you don't just have to be a biology or pre-med major. You could be an English major, or you could be a music major, or you could right. be a history major. You obviously have to take a certain set of prerequisites, but the important thing is find something you're interested in, learn about it and pursue it. Because if you go to medicine, you're gonna have the rest of your life to study medicine. Use this college time to study other things that really interest you. Exactly, well this weekend is also very special for you and your family. I want you to talk a little bit about your dad and his time here as the director of the band. Yeah, so my dad was Kent Sills. Uh, he came to Mississippi State and joined the faculty in 1967. So we moved to Starkville and he was the assistant director for the band program. Um, he started the MSU stage band, now called the Jazz Band, founded several of the music festivals, and then in 1983 became the, the head of, of the band program, and he served there until he retired in 1999. So um, my dad loved Mississippi State. He taught thousands of students here. I was blessed to, to be one of those students. I actually was uh, in the band when I was in college. And oh, so wow. What was, instrument did you play? I always played the trombone. Okay, cool. And so, um, so my dad was just a wonderful figure, and he touched so many lives. My dad was one of those larger than life figures that just kind of lit up the room when he came in. And so he made being in the band such a great experience. And he really made the band grow and, and, and integrate itself with campus. And so so we did have the, the, the pleasure and the honor yesterday of the band building being named in his honor. And my family gathered for that. It was a really special time. 
Well, that's awesome. I think we, we take back and I look back because my dad was very involved and and bringing me to MSU. What are some of your, maybe what's one of your memories with your dad, maybe um, when you were younger going to the games? What's something that's real special to you that you remember? You know, we went to every home and away football game from from literally the time I was two years old. <laughs> and, um, and, and I just, we built our lives around those weekend events. You know, by Thursday, people were starting to come into town yeah. and Friday, the momentum was building and Saturday was game day. And, you know, it just, it was an entire um, way of life for everyone. And so, uh, my, my dad was, um, again, always involved on campus and, and, and would not only attend football games, but basketball games and baseball games. And so we were at really so many sporting events and literally almost grew up on the campus, which was a, a wonderful place to grow up for me. Well, I was going to say, you, you grew up here, and yeah. um, I'm jealous of that because all of us that came to school here, Starkville is home to us. Even though we didn't live here, we were here that four years yeah. or six years during college, and people don't realize it's still to this day, you come back and you are, it still feels the same. It's yeah. home and yeah. it's, it'll always be home no matter you live in Tennessee and you yeah. travel a lot, but I think um, Mississippi State will be home for us for a very long time. I know one thing that I didn't talk about, and we talked a lot about what you've done with the NFL, um, COVID, of course, we've all been dealing with that. What's been to you the hardest part of that, I guess, with the NFL and dealing with that with the players? Uh, what do you think has been the hardest part on that? You know, I think last year as we approached our season, there was just so much we didn't know. I mean, we still were trying to figure out what testing meant and, mm -hmm. and how it was transmitted. And we didn't have vaccines last year, so no one was really protected. And so, you know, last year, I think there were there were two very different um, sort of polar opposites. There were people that felt like we, we should all stay home and not do anything. There were other people that thought, wow, this is not the big deal. Let's just go on and, and do our lives and we were trying to find a middle ground you know to say hey we have to do some we have to change some things to keep ourselves safe but we also want to move forward and, and and do things we enjoy so it was very gratifying to see that happen it was a it was a real unified spirit between players coaches staff the physicians the league to 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 go forward and we were able to play every single one of our games last year including all the way through the super bowl so it was a it was a remarkable achievement that was uh, built through so much work and sacrifice by really everybody in the league. And uh, it sounds like there are a lot of people that have been vaccinated. What's your percentage there for the NFL right now? Yeah, so right now as we sit here with our opening weekend, um, virtually 100% of our coaches and staff are vaccinated, and our player vaccination rate is over 93%. So. We're really pleased with that. We're still working on that. I'd love to see it go higher. And we actually are seeing it go higher. Since since we started training camp, about half of the players who are unvaccinated have gotten vaccinated just since training camp started. So, you know, we'd love to see those numbers go higher, but we're really pleased with the start we have. And I think it'll be very foundational for us in, in getting through the season. Well, that's very exciting. I can't thank you enough for being with me today. It's very special. I see you again. It's been a long time. And I just thank you for being the ambassador you are, not only for Mississippi State, but for the NFL and what you're doing there. It's very exciting and uh, groundbreaking and pretty proud of you right now. Al. Well, thanks for it's having me. It's great, always great to be back on campus. And thanks for what you guys are doing. Mississippi State will always be home. And I'm really proud to be out there carrying the brand. Great. Thanks. Thank you.